and I'm joined now by RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford. Giles, Air New Zealand's profits are taking off. That's a good pun. <laughs> Kira, to you, uh, to you uh, Katie. Yes, uh, as you may have heard earlier, the airline is expecting its profits to fly higher. Falling jet fuel prices, strong passenger demand is, is behind the earnings upgrade. It now expects underlying earnings, and that's before tax and any big one-off items for the first half of the current financial year, which of course is the end of this month, somewhere in the range of $295 million to $325 million. That compares with the previous forecast of $200 to $275 million. It's expecting to fly 75% of pre-COVID levels across the entire network uh, this month, with domestic capacity running at just under 100%. The airline says lower jet fuel prices have added almost $20 million to its guidance range, but it warns of the risks posed by volatile fuel prices, possible recession and inflation. Forsyth Bar's head of research, Andy Bowley, says consumer confidence is key for the airline to maintain demand. And if consumer confidence falls away, you know, aviation is a discretionary spend for, for leisure in particular. Uh, and as, uh, let's say, economic headwinds hit, corporate travel also tends to be reduced in terms of budget. So demand will weaken through a tougher economic climate. Uh, but with supply being constrained currently, that's not a problem in terms of the broader yield backdrop. Well, the airline, however, isn't giving a full year guidance. It says uh, the economic outlook is too uncertain at this stage. Well, Fonterra is another company to upgrade its earnings uh, guidance after a strong start to the financial year. It's expecting to continue through to the second half at least. Its cooperative, uh, the cooperative's profit for the first quarter is up 84% to $214 million, and full-year guidance is now 50 to $0.70 cents a share. That's of its earnings. That's from the previous range of 45 to $0.60. Cents. Fonterra has also narrowed its far- forecast Farmgate milk price range to between $8.50 and $9.50 a kilo of milk solids, with a midpoint of $9. That's down $0.25. Cents. Fonterra's chief executive, Miles Hurrell, says strong demand is driving its outlook. We're seeing strong demand for protein products on a global basis, which has given us a good underlying financial performance. At the same time, we've still seen you know, a high milk price, so despite dropping it back from a 9.25 midpoint to $9, we're still seeing a strong milk price out there for our farmer shareholders. But as I say, strong underlying demand for our protein products in particular. We, we're talking about a Q1 performance here, but we, we see that continuing certainly through the rest of this this financial year. But, you know, but as we look out sort of beyond uh, the next sort of uh, six to 12 months, I mean, we need to understand what that international market's doing. There's you know, talk of international slowdowns, and it's important we keep an eye on that uh, over the next few months. Miles Hurrell says global milk production remains constrained. And more on this Fonterra upgrade uh, in their earnings guidance in the rural news after the 12.30 headlines. Unusually high inventory levels across the supply chain pose a significant economic risk as consumer demand drops. Massey University's Supply Chain Risk Analytics Network has just issued a report and it's identified a number of supply chain challenges in the coming year as many importers who previously took a just-in-case approach to ordering products uh, have found themselves with high stock levels. Massey Senior Lecturer in Supply Chain Management, Carol Brzezadenhout, says inventory levels have been kept high to deal with disruptive supply chains over the past couple of years. But demand, uh, but demand uh, has been low. Our warehouses are quite full. 
there's there's a lot of inventory being carried by our supply chains. That creates several problems. It obviously fills up a good, efficient storage space, but it's also quite expensive in terms of working capital, insurance. Um, it's also an indication that the market is not hot. Consumers are not buying as much in what they used to. And Karel Bezadenhout uh, expects wide swings in stock levels to continue well into next year. And back to airline profitability, this time taking a global look. And airlines are expected to return to profit for the first time since the COVID pandemic began, but they're still some way off their 2019 levels. The International Air Transport Association, otherwise known as IATA, projects, uh, projects that airline profits will uh, be around 4.7 billion US dollars next year. That's a big turnaround from this year's forecast losses of $7 billion. But pre-pandemic profit levels aren't expected to be reached until 2024. IATA's chief economist Marie Owens-Thompson says the profit rebound is being driven by both increased bookings and cost control, but she says razor-thin margins pose a big risk. They obviously multiply given, indeed, as you say, this uh, very... Uh, narrow margin that uh, that we are anticipating that margin uh, actually uh, in uh, divided by the number of passengers that we think will be flying amounts to actually a dollar of profit for airlines per passenger so that certainly in, illustrates the vulnerability and that means that you know the situation could change from many sources as maria owens thompson chief economist at the international air transport association well, a couple of big items there for financial markets to digest. Let's see how they are getting through it. With Harry Wigley from Hobson Wealth Cure. To you, Harry. Hi, Giles. Uh, well, uh, as we were hearing there, Fonterra Air New Zealand both upgrading their earnings forecast. How's that flowing through into financial markets? Yeah, so Air New Zealand has obviously had that, that strong uplift, so they are up uh, 3.9% to 80 cents, and Fonterra is up. Uh, over 4% to uh, $3.13. So that's lifted our market uh, 25 points to 11,636. Any other notable moves? Uh, Black Pearl, who listed earlier this month, uh, down another 4.75% uh, to $0.40. Cents. Um, Regco has issued a please explain around their share price movement, dropping from a dollar twenty-four at the listing. So... Uh, that's a pretty big drop in, on a new listing. Right. What's it looking like in Australia? Uh, the Aussie market is down uh, 16 points to 7,213. Some of the movers over there, uh, Rio Tinto down 1.25 cent to 114.16. Zero down 1.7 cent to 67.64. ANZ down 0.6 to 23.88 and BHP uh, up a touch, 14 cents to 46.74. What's it looking like for the currency? So against the US dollar, the Kiwi's buying uh, 63.36, so that's up a touch. Against the Aussie, 94.50 uh, and Great British Pound buying 52 cents there. Which leaves, it, which leaves us with uh, interest rates, oil and gold. Three-month bank bill, 4.51. Ten-year government bond, a touch over 4 at 4.055. Uh, 
Uh, Brent crude, 77.39, so that's down another 2.5%. And gold at 1787 pretty flat. Thank you very much. That's Harry Wigley of Hobson Wealth. And as Harry was saying there, the stock exchange regulatory arm Regco has queried Black Pearl Group, which just listed last Friday at $1.25, if it can explain a 68% fall in its share price uh, since that listing. It's queried whether the company has been telling the market all that it should in a prompt fashion. The company says, yes, it has.